Welcome to Today on Broadway for Thursday, November 2nd. Had to check the calendar on that one. My name is Broadway Radio's Pat Tamanini. And I'm Tell Me on the Sunday podcast, Grace Aki. Grace, before we get started, I want to let everybody know that the Broadway League confirmed yesterday that they will be dimming the lights on Broadway next week in honor of Sheldon Harnick, who passed away in June at the age of 99. This will take place on November 9th, and all of the theaters on Broadway will dim their lights for exactly one minute at 6.45 p.m. I did see a lot of people online being like, oh, it's about time. This should have happened a long time ago. A lot of times these things have to do with discussions that happen with the person who's being honored's family, like when they can all be in town to be a part of it. So I I don't want to jump to conclusions like, oh, the Broadway League is just getting around to this four and a half months later. I think usually these things are well coordinated to make sure that everybody who wants to be a part of this celebration can. So, well, you all know I love bashing all things Broadway League. I I don't think that's necessary in this case, but should certainly be a, a wonderful moment on November 9th on the streets around Broadway. All right, Grace, let's get into the news. And this is one that we talked about on yesterday's show, but it was made official that the Huey Lewis musical, The Heart of Rock and Roll, will come to Broadway this spring. As I not so subtly teased, it is going to the James Earl Jones Theater. It'll begin performances on March 29th of 2024 with an opening night set for April 22nd. This had previously had an out-of-town tryout back in 2018 at San Diego's Old Globe Theater. At the time, it starred now Tony winner Matt Doyle and Katie Rose Clark, amongst others. The show features a book by Jonathan Abrams, who created the story along with Tyler Mitchell. Gordon Greenberg has been the director for this project since its very beginning of development. The choreography is being done by Lauren Lataro. No casting has been announced for this production as of yet, but as we talked about, Grace, when they put out the casting notice for this, Matt Doyle is done playing Frank Sinatra over in in Birmingham, but it's tough for him to jump between productions because you know, signing one contract might eliminate you from doing another thing. So I don't, I don't know if he's back or not, but I'm assuming not Katie Rose Clark. Technically, I guess she could go from merrily. We roll along into this because merrily as of right now is scheduled to close five days before the first preview. So she could pull double duty, but I still have a sneaking suspicion that there might be another extension or two for merrily. So I'm going to guess, um, While I've heard rumors, I haven't heard anything concrete. I'm going to guess that there will be new leads in this show. We love Huey Lewis in the news. We'll see what this show looks like when it comes to Broadway. It has been five years since that of town tryout, so it very well could be a completely new script. We really don't know at this point, but uh, definitely an exciting show for those of us who grew up loving this certain style of 80s pop retro music. Yeah, I will say that it's so interesting that like at the Old Globe, the show was set in present day. And it seems like now based on the artwork and everything that it's set in the 80s. So they're keeping Mm -hmm. it in the wheelhouse of like when people had that Huey Lewis music. um, So top of the charts. So it makes sense to me that like now they're saying like, you know, remember, like it's hip to be square, et cetera, et cetera, which was like in that kind of like teaser tagline. But yeah, so I'm, I'm excited and I, and I am a Huey Lewis fan. 
<laughs> so excited. I have very vivid memories of my bonus dad, who was a radio DJ, bringing him on stage at Riverbend in Chattanooga, Tennessee for a concert. And that being a really, really, really big moment um, for, for him as a, as a radio DJ, being able to bring up one of his heroes, um, who was equally as tall. So I think just getting to see Huey like do that announcement on Morning Joe and everything, I'm excited to see whatever casting takes place, because I know I've seen some new breakdowns as well for other cast members besides mm. those two leads. So I'm I'm very eager to see when they'll roll that out, considering like it's November one and the yeah. show is slated to go up in the spring at the uh, James Earl Jones Theater because Gutenberg is still inhabiting it, obviously, for the time being for the next several months. So I'm sure that they'll have casting by next year, but still like not for a minute. So who knows? Yeah, it, it's always interesting when we talk about these things. And I think we talked about it with uh, Lempika earlier this week. We're like, you do it in waves. And Lempika decided to do Eden along with the announcement. But we've seen a lot of shows, you know, do here's the announcement. And then a month or so later, here's the principles. And then here's the full ensemble. Here's ticket on sale date. Here's box office event things. So you kind of just keep a steady stream of press releases coming out so that the show is in the general conversation amongst Broadway people. So we will see what happens with the casting and when that is announced, presumably between you know now and the next two months when the new year starts. All right, speaking of things coming to Broadway, we already knew that the Outsiders musical would be coming to the Bernard B. Jacobs Theater beginning performances on March 16th. We now know who will play some of the greasers at the center of that show, and it will be the cast members who originated the roles in the out-of-town tryout earlier this year. They will be Brody Grant making his Broadway debut as Pony Boy. Sky Lakota Lynch, who has been on Broadway in Dear Evan Hansen, is coming back to Broadway as Johnny. Brent Comer also making his Broadway debut as Daryl and Jason Schmidt. Broadway debut as Soda Pop. So this one is the new musical that features a book by Adam Rapp and Justin Levine and music and lyrics by Jamestown Revival and Justin Levine. It is being directed by Danya Tamor and choreographed by Rick Kupperman and Jeff Kupperman. So I'm fascinated by a musical about this. Grace having grown up with the movie and the, the novel being like something that everybody in middle school read and watched during my day. I think it's a very different movie to musical adaptation than a lot of things that we have seen and some things that we're going to talk about here in a minute. I think it has the opportunity to be much darker and much more dramatic than a lot of things that we are used to in this uh, in this genre. So I'm, I'm intrigued. I don't, don't necessarily love The Outsiders, but I'm intrigued by what this could potentially be. I love The Outsiders. I'm fascinated by what this is okay. going to look like on stage. I will say the Kupperman brothers are incredible at what they do. Their use of dancers and people with movement is beautiful. And I, that is, that to me is like the most exciting part of this announcement just for my own <laughs> benefit. But I am, I am fascinated. I know a lot of these are not like quote, like Broadway names that everybody knows, but I think that that's a good thing in line with the original film. I want it to be a discovery moment. I want these people to fall in love with this person's interpretation of Pony Boy and this person's in interpretation of Soda Pop. And I'm just interested to see how it goes. It's a lot. There are so many book adaptations coming to Broadway this year, which might be really cool. Like, I think that what you might be finding is a lot of school groups coming to, to see Broadway shows again um, in droves, um, especially uh, when we hit that spring and, and fall seasons where everyone's doing their, their, their summer reading lists and things like that. So I think it's actually really, really good for our business. 
Yeah, you talk about those discovery moments. Here's the cast of the original film. C. Thomas Howell, Ralph Macchio, Matt Dillon, Patrick Swayze, Rob Lowe, Emilio Estevez, Tom Cruise, Diane Lane, and Leif Garrett. Lots of very famous people. Maybe not this wasn't this might not necessarily have been like their first thing, but certainly one of their one of their big breakout moments. So very excited about that. Another thing that I always look forward to every year is the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. And yesterday we got the announcement of the first group of performers that will be a part of the parade. And they announced that the parade would actually be 30 minutes longer than normal. Instead of beginning at 9 a.m. on Thanksgiving Day, it'll begin at 8.30. The shows that have been confirmed to perform are Anne Juliet, Back to the Future, How to Dance in Ohio, Shucked and Spamalot. Josh Gad and Andrew Reynolds from Gutenberg are also scheduled to make an appearance. And then some other Broadway-ish names, depending on how far we want to, to stretch that, that'll be involved will be Cher, Brandy, David Foster, and Catherine McPhee, and then Ashley Park, who is going to be performing with the Muppets. There will be additional people announced to be performing at the parade as well. But then also remember, CBS also has other Broadway shows perform. And usually what they do is is they have them filmed in the actual theaters. So if tradition holds, we will not only have these performances, which will be on the NBC broadcast, but then also over on CBS, we will have additional performances, two, three, four of them coming from the theaters themselves, which I always love the that the channel that airs the Tonys is also giving some love to some shows that have been open for a while and don't necessarily get all of the promotional opportunities that the new ones do. All right, we got an announcement, Grace, that I feel like you will be very excited about, which is not a surprise at all. But Mike Birbiglia is The Old Man and the Pool will begin streaming on Netflix later this month. It'll start streaming on November 21st. This, of course, was his second Broadway show, and it played the Vivian Beaumont Theater. Started actually just around this time last year, October 28th of 2022, and ran through January 15th. We have a trailer for the Netflix version in the show notes if you want to check that out. If for some reason you didn't get to see it on Broadway. All right, Grace, let's move over to London because we've got a number of of announcements that came out of the UK yesterday. We'd previously discussed the fact that the film Burlesque was getting turned into a musical. Yesterday, it was announced where and when it would premiere. It will start next summer at the Manchester Opera House beginning on June 13th with an official opening night on June 29th. No casting has yet been announced, but it is going to be directed and choreographed by Nick Winston. And Christina Aguilera, who obviously starred in the film, is going to serve as an executive producer. Some of the songs in it will be by her, some by Sia, Diane Warren, Todd Rakal, and Jess Foley. Steve Anton, who wrote the film, is also writing the book. And Kate Weatherhead, always one of my favorites, is providing additional material as well. This is one of those things, Race, where I talked about earlier, like The Outsiders feels like such a different like you mentioned, it's a book, but it feels like such a different movie to musical adaptation than this is going to be. I feel this is like this is going to be an absolute feast for the eyes and ears. And I'm very excited to see what they do with this. I'm intrigued by this just because of like the music involved. I've never seen the movie, but it feels like something that is going to be very fun, very campy and get a lot of people excited to come to the theater. All right, sticking in London, this is something that has literally been kicking around for four years now, and it's been interrupted because of the pandemic and then 
filming for the Netflix show The Crown, but it was confirmed yesterday that Imelda Staunton will bring a revival of Hello, Dolly! to the London Palladium for a limited run this coming summer. It will start performances on July 6th, and it'll be a strictly 10-week run through September 14th. This is being directed by Dominic Cook. This is not the same revival that Bette Midler starred in on Broadway that was directed by Jerry Zaks. This is a completely different version of the iconic show. I feel like Imelda Staunton has just played all of like the big major dames of Broadway and coming off of playing Queen Elizabeth II in The Crown. This feels like uh, a next great step for her. Everything she does, especially on stage, seems to be a little unhinged, whether that is uh, Madame Rose or Mrs. Lovett. So I can only imagine what her Dolly Gallagher Levi is going to look like because she gives every fiber of her being to every role she plays. And sometimes that can result in very fun and unhinged performances, Grace. Pause. Did you say Madam Rose and not Mama Rose? Yes, because guess what? She is never referred to as Mama Rose in the script of Gypsy. It is always Madam Rose. She is never once called Mama Rose. I've just learned something today here at Broadway Radio. <laughs> yes, my my pedantic nature is showing up here. Also, I've said this before, but Guess who played Herbie in his uh, senior high school musical? Uh, that, that'd be me. So I have I've been in Gypsy at a very inappropriate age of 17, playing the old man with stomach issues. But yeah, Madam Rose. Matt, I love you. You're insufferable. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, anyway, but yes, I. if you haven't seen Imelda's Rose's turn, though, look it up. I mean, my God, look it up. One more thing that is a little curious coming out of the UK. Yesterday, it was announced that there is a new musical adaptation of the film Clueless and is going to be getting a two week run in Bromley as it continues to develop for the stage. You might remember that there was a 2018 version of this off Broadway from the new group that starred Dove Cameron, although she missed about half of the run due to a back injury. That thing was horrible. I saw it. It was a terrible show as somebody who loves Clueless. I was so disappointed by that production. This is going to be different because that was a jukebox musical that featured songs from the 80s and 90s. This is going to have original music by multi-platinum singer-songwriter Kate Tunstall with lyrics by Grammy winner and three-time Tony nominee Glenn Slater. This one is going to be directed by Sarnella Pine. That off-Broadway version was directed by Kristen Henge of Rock of Ages fame. What's interesting, though, is that the book writer for both of these productions is the same because it is Amy Heckerling who wrote the screenplay. So there is some continuity between the two versions, but I definitely think that this show should be elevated by original music because it just did not work when I saw it off Broadway five years ago now. It's very interesting. The show actually did originate with original music and then they decided yes, that they didn't absolutely. like that. And Amy wanted to keep the 90s present with that music. And she said so much of the of the of the success of the film is also dedicated to music, which, you know, I could have like a five, six, seven, eight about, you know, between Almost Famous and everything else that is influential by its 
soundtrack, but neither here nor there. And she's right to say that, um, but it just didn't translate on stage. Like Taylor Louderman singing different words to Four Non Blondes, what's going on and saying, and I said- Wait, was Taylor Louderman in that? Sign. She was in a workshop of that. Oh, she was chair for many years and she was, she was incredible. Um, but yeah, I think it's fascinating that it's had that vacillation. And then of course, like people wanted to see, you know, the memorable songs and the memorable lines, but ultimately when you are adapting this type of musical, it just didn't work the same way. And I think that they know that they've got to kind of go back to the drawing board, which is what they're doing now um, with that original music. Katie Tunstall is so incredible. I mean, she just performed at Rockers on Broadway at Sony Hall. Um, it makes sense that like, you know, she's getting out in front of all this Broadway people. I love Black Horse in a Cherry Tree album. I thought it was incredible when she first debuted it. So I'm really excited to see what she does with this. I'm excited for the team. Clueless is just the fabric of so much of us. And I feel obviously very strongly about it. In fact, I think it actually has a comparable, if not more so potential of like the mean girls of it all to say like, there's so much quotable oh, yeah. lines, but at the same time and, and legally blonde, but also it's, it's a very well-written piece. So I hope that this does well. Yeah, it is an adaptation of Jane Austen. So the fiber of the story is very, very strong. All right, there's a ton of news. I'm going to run through a bunch of these stories very quickly, Grace. If there's something you want to uh, comment on, please feel free to jump in. But yesterday, the Muni in St. Louis announced its 106th season. It'll begin on June 17th and run through August 25th. If you want the exact dates, check them out in the show notes. But they will do Les Miserables, Dream Girls, The Little Mermaid, Fiddler on the Roof, the regional premiere of Waitress, In the Heights, and Anything Goes. Great season. I guess I'm camping out at my aunt's house for the entire summer. Yesterday, it was also announced that the Vineyard Theater has extended Scene Partners, Grace, which I know you are very excited about, for an extra two weeks. It is now going to open on November 15th and is currently scheduled to run through December 17th. Another show that announced an extension is Roundabout Theatre Company's Covenant. It is now going to play through December 10th. Both of those shows are on my list of things that I want to check out when I'm in town over the next two months. So very much looking forward to seeing those. Another show that has had a really great run over the last year announced yesterday that it is returning for a second encore engagement and earmuffs if there are kids in the town uh, in, in the car as you're listening to this. But it is fuck seventh grade from the wild project it is going to run for most of november starting on november 8th run through november 26th this one will take place at the wild project on third street more details are in the show notes and then I, i'm not going to get into the whole uh, big tiktok of this not tiktok the app but like uh, of everything that happened but Yesterday was announced that the running crew, makeup, wig, and hairstylists, costume shop, and scenic shop workers at Goodspeed Musicals have successfully organized with locals 84, 798, and United Scenic Artists 829. If you want more details of that, including like the actual vote breakdown and what they are uh, trying to get out of their employers, you can check that out in the show notes. All right, Grace, a couple feel-good recommendations that I wanted to let everybody know about. In honor of Halloween, the cast of MJ did a very special thriller performance with the full costumes and lighting and projections and the choreo uh, after their performance on Tuesday night. You can check that out in the show notes. And then from the Washington, D.C. area, the Signature Theater Company's production of Ragtime uh, released some highlights. It is always great to see uh, this show. So if you want to check out those, uh, I 
have not seen a show at Signature in DC, but like they always do a great job of taking like these big epic musicals and doing them in what appears to be a fairly small space. So at some point I need to figure out an actual DC theater trip grace. Cause every time I just, I just go to New York or maybe, you know, St. Louis, but I, I feel like I need to get to the signature at some point. Oh yeah. I've never gotten to go to signature theater myself, but it's been like a dream. Um, I think that the DC center, uh, the DC theater scene is kukuluku not so amazing. And I think that, you know, we kind of talk about it, but I think that the way people talk about Chicago, I want them to start talking about DC in this way. But yeah, so I agree with you. I think we should have a trip. Let's do it. We'll plan it. All right, everybody, that's all that we have for today. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. You can follow me pretty much anywhere at BWW. Matt Grace, where can people find you? You can find me at It's Grace Hockey. All right, everybody, have a wonderful Thursday. We'll be back to talk to you tomorrow.